Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Heath. I'm Kip. And today we are having a fun episode. I picked the topic. So it's um, a history episode. Yay. It's of course. It's a general history episode. This is an overview because I'm using this to kind of yeah. haunt through. She has thoughts about it. She does. Mm-hmm. This is also the first of a two-parter, which the two-parter is going to be a little sadder. Uh, cool. But I mean, we're going to... for it. I'm talking about animals and war- warfare. Is that a question? No, is that sounds like a question. <laughs> yes. You're the one who came up with the topic. Is that the topic? Yeah, the topic is uh, animals through the history of warfare and what we have done to militarize animals. And oh, boy, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. I actually wanted to do this episode. I'm glad you did it so I didn't have to. Yeah, I I will say I stayed up too late last night because I, uh, instead of doing research for the podcast that I knew we had to do and coming off a topic, Mm -hmm. I instead, like, customized D&D sheets. Yep, yep. I created a uh, camping uh, Excel spreadsheet Mm -hmm. so I can compare items uh, based on price and weight. I uh, customize the player sheets because I don't like the layout, and for new players, I think it's very confusing. All the information is in, like, one page, and then it's like, go to your skills and do this. And then they're like, which column? Column A? Oh, where are my spells? What? What? What is this page for? Well, that's your just flavor text for your history, so you, we, we should just put all that on one page away from you. No, away from you. You yeah. don't need to worry about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so that's what I did. I like my format. It's five pages, but uh, you can, like, put them side by side. Now this is a and d podcast. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Every D and D conversation. Yes, uh, we'll all roll up characters. Well just an audio medium. This mm-hmm. is where I put Rue and Mishka into LARPing gear. Mm-hmm. And yes, mm-hmm. uh, no. Uh, so I decided to do warfare. So this is literally research for like two warfare. hours. I don't want to do warfare. No, I don't want to either. And most <laughs> pets probably didn't. But ever since humans decided to do conflict, we decided to bring our animals with us. Yay! So we're going to start with, like I said, this is a very brief overview as to give context for, like, why maybe we did it, some interesting stories, and such. Um, So, what are some early animals of war? Uh, Pigeons. Pigeons, we did discuss on the uh, Cherami episode. Horses. Horses are one of the I, oldest. I think Napoleon tried to use elephants at one point with Elef- Russia, and that failed because it's cold. Uh, and there's mountains. Are you talking about Hannibal's? What do you mean? The Hannibal forging through it, the Alps. It was, it was, maybe it was Hannibal. Yeah, I do actually I have a story on that. Moron. I, I don't know. A lot of people actually did use elephants. We're going to start with horses, though. Okay. So horses are one of our most used companions for travel, beast of burden, yeah. and some of the earliest, at least, recorded history of them being used in battle was 5,000 years ago in Euro-Asia. It mm-hmm. was documented... No. No? That is... That is... 
you know, I was just thinking the other day that I really wish that I had a horse instead of a car. Like, I know there's, like, certain places in America. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, no, like, you know, people used to just have horses. Look, there's no greenhouse gases. Uh-huh. But you can you can just put a, a bag under their butthole, and then you can just collect the horse apples that way and then throw them out. And all you have to feed it is hay. And then if he's also your buddy, you know, I just, I, I really feel I mean, like I... I think they eat only hay. Only, only hay and... No, no, um, no variants chicken. of nutri- nutrients. They really like chicken. Wait, uh, horses? So, and then also... Um, <laughs> and also... Hold up, hold up. Wait, go hey, back no. to the chicken. <laughs> no, I think they eat, you know, stuff like apples and vegetables. And, and stuff. grass and oats and... Yeah. Not chicken are you feeding horses chicken are you going to a random horse and giving I it chicken nuggets actually i'm only surrounded by chicken it's hilarious <laughs> yes um okay no. the thing i are was you preparing the chicken so it seems like a, a vegetable or a fruit for my future horse yes oh god it's <laughs> messed up anyway this is why i got a poor bronco for your horse so you have a horse you do have a horse now. You do it's have a, a horse car. Horse. Yeah, it's a cosplay horse. Yeah. <laughs> it works. You don't have stables, so it works. Well, I don't even have a garage. And you do you have a barn, though. Oh, I do have a barn. You yeah. could park it in the barn. No, we I was saying, Yeah, I was like, no, it's Broncos are huge. <laughs> yeah, no. You could probably make it work with a barn if you had a horse, but... You know. Or if I traded in for a mini coop. Anyway. Um, uh, the thing I was thinking is a later fact, and I just confused uh, my note-taking from the night before, because mm-hmm. I did this at, like, 3 a.m. last night, because I'm smart. I make good choices. Um, so jealous of your work ethic. Uh, I had to wake <laughs> up at, like, 8 this morning, so... Yeah, Danielle had, like, four hours of sleep. I, I, cho- I chose correctly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had to wake up early, because I couldn't wait to the last minute, because I had to get gas. Yeah. It does have good quality sleep, though. I do have good quality sleep. Okay, so horses were used to carry supplies, fighters, and help haul equipment. In some cultures, they are the backbone of the military and uh, basically way of life. Like, a good example is the nomadic people in Mongolia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all know about the Mongolians and their horses. Did you know about the uh, Nadam games of Mongolia? Uh, No. So, uh, every year on the Dom, they have a, it's basically like Mongolia's Olympics, where they have three big games that are celebrated. Everyone from the country, like, does a big migration into, like, the center, and uh, it's a big place where, like, families meet up. It's really cool, and they have something known as the Nadam Horse Race. Okay. Which is um, sectioned out by uh, the ages of the horses. Uh, guess who are these riders, though, of the horses? Uh, ladies? Children. Oh, cool. <laughs> so uh, this section is actually per- is only run by kids. It's from ages 6 to age 12. Mm-hmm. And they... Uh, are separated out by, like I said, the age of the horse is not the age of the kids, so you could have, like, a two-year-old horse and is racing with six- and twelve-year-olds all mixed in. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's this long uh, race for the horses to cross the um, finish line over this, like, several, like, mile marathon? Horse race? Horse marathon? How would you re- describe that? Long-distance horse racing. Uh, I guess marathon. Yeah, marathon. Well, we'll say that, right? 
So even riderless horses can be considered the winners of these races. Oh, dang. Did they start with riders? Yes, they all start with riders. Okay, Um, okay. so these kids are, um, they have trackers and chips on them from what, uh, I watched a documentary on this where a... Nowadays they got, they're RFID, they got GPS. Yeah, and they also have um, basically chaperone riders who kind of follow and they have checkpoints, so Mm. they're like, oh, we're missing Bradley, someone go look for Bradley in the last, like, three miles we'll go find them yep and so it's I'm, i i wonder how many of these kids are named bradley probably none of them <laughs> i would i i don't know how popular uh, bradley is a name for mongolian children i don't think um, it is dan mongolian boys <laughs> i'm curious now i just need to Khan. Oh, of course, Khan. Yeah, Genghis yeah, Khan. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The very uh, famous uh, Mongolian yeah. people person that everyone knows, Genghis Khan. Uh, Bat Ardeen. Okay. Uh, Bolorma. Mm-hmm. And Gonzorig. I probably butchered all of those, but I like them. Yeah. Bat Bayar. I like Bat Bayar. Bat Bayar is a cool name. My next dog, I'm going to call him Bat Okay. Um, the so the first five horses of this race do win, um, and they're they're showered with praise, and they get fermented uh, milk poured on them as like a celebration. Right, right, right. So it's not cheese specifically; it is a soured milk. milk. Yes. Ew. Yeah. Where the the way it's and the fermented. Curd are it's together. a fermented it's milk. The smell. I don't know. It's, I'd try it. I, I smell though on you. Well, I don't want it poured on me. No, I, I don't want to taste but it. But that's what they did. <laughs> Probably. Uh, they pour it on the horse, not yeah, the rider. Okay, but that's still gross. The smell. It's like a, it's like a buttermilk bath. Oh, it's I, bet you, I bet it makes your I skin feel amazing. It smells terrible, though. I, I will say, um, Woody, if if, if I don't oh. think that's good, Kip. <laughs> so if a horseless rider isn't like the top five, it does lose a spot down. So let's say a horseless rider came in first. That's would lame. They were just being efficient. They got rid of some dead weight. <laughs> they got rid of the dead weight of the children. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, look. Look here. Look, if they still finish, how much was that child really helping? Well, the kids do ride bareback and without stirrups. So I don't think that's good for the... I think the horse did the right thing. <laughs> Wait, do they health. have, like, a kind of bridal that i don't know if you want to watch an interesting youtube video uh there is a, a YouTube video it's i love you i, I live on youtube every day so this is a series that no longer is a active series but it's still all the past it's called cloth maps and cloth it's map yes cloth map sorry oh cloth map, map. And oh, it's that's, by that's, uh, a person, cool. yeah, it's by a person named Drew Scanlon, who was part of the like game journalism, and his idea was a travel show through the lens of games. Mm-hmm. And so he travels to different places, different countries, and things to experience. Like he did the exclusion uh, area in Chernobyl. Right, he right. did a trip there. Love he that. he also tries to immerse in local cultures and like see what like I think he did a trip to I remember Cuba and he like played dominoes and stuff. 
And he has a whole thing on this, like, uh, on the Nadam games, which is one of the reasons I thought to toss it in, because it's a neat thing that they continue to do in modern day about uh, maintaining the historical culture of the horse being nomadic people and having horses be part of a fundamental core of your society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the Mongolian culture, like, heavily revolves around owning and living with horses because they were nomads Mm -hmm. in the steps of... Um, the other two games are an archery game, which is mixed sex, and then they do have a wrestling, which, if I remember right, is only males, but I don't know if that's changed in any way, and I could be wrong. There is a bridle. So the horse is wearing a a A bridle. bridle. Just, uh, normally it's no, um, sometimes it's a light, like, um, blanket or pad, but mm. overall, no saddle, yeah, no like stirrups. This, this kid's got, like, a butt sit yeah. under under him. And you have, like, a... Horse. If you watch that documentary, you'll see that it is a mix. Like, you'll see kids in riding helmets, you'll see kids in, like, bike helmets. And it's like really a, cute, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive that, uh, like, if you told me as a six-year-old, you will ride that horse like, I don't remember how many miles, but, like, a a horse marathon and I'm like okay I guess I will papa yeah put me on the horse hopefully I will not perish papa yeah (laughs) hopefully Daisy doesn't throw me again another popular name in Mongolia yes Daisy yes Yes, Daisy Um, I think that's true yeah so I'm I found an NPR video that says Mongolia's horse race evokes Genghis Khan uh, it just says it evokes Genghis Khan. And I wonder if this horse race actually has anything to do with Genghis Khan historically, or... I, I think it's just because there are nomadic herd people who, yeah. who are like... I, I feel the, like that's a very lazy title that NPR gave that, because Genghis Khan is the only the famous no, Mongolian sure they could possibly I, I will of. say, you, you, if you are interested from a point of view like that one of, Yeah, if you are interested in a point of view of immersion, I really do recommend that Clock Map episode, because Drew Scanlon is a very fascinating person. Like, he, he's been to North Korea... He, he did that as a personal vacation. Why? Because he was curious, and it was, like, a 50th anniversary, and so he, like, did this whole thing where he did a tourist thing through China. Right, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I heard about this one kid who did it, and I think he got executed because he, like, touched something wrong i don't know yeah the only urban legend too also i mean the only time i think so he did do like a recording because like i said he worked for games media and so they did like a a podcast episode about his trip and he said he he was like he's like we had a lovely time the only time i ever got like slightly uncomfortable was they were told to stay within a street area and he thought he was in the street area but he found like an abandoned pool and he was just taking pictures because it looked cool Mm -hmm. and then a um, North Korean uh, guard person is like, hey, go back with your group. And he's like, yes, yes, sir. I will go back to with my group. I apologize. I, I saw an empty pool and I thought it looked neat, but you're right. This this does not look good. I will leave. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I found his channel. I'm going to subscribe. Yeah. There's a Chernobyl episode. It's got 2.6 million views. He's yeah. uh, quite 
puppies of Chernobyl. It yeah. seems like people really love his yes. Chernobyl episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. That one's cute. Uh, mm. his, uh, his, this very fascinating. The thing is, uh, he got this small Patreon run, um, basically travel film thing started mm. a year before the pandemic started. Oh, she. So he wasn't really yeah. able, like, he had trips planned and stuff, and then it People had to... to pay for him to go to these places. Yeah, yeah, yeah he had to pay, it was all Patreon run, yeah. so, and... Because he's going to, like, really... Cool places. Yeah, obscure places. He did the favelas of, really of Brazil, yep. which is very fascinating, and anyway, so this is not a giant plug for uh, Cloth Map. Uh, but kind of check it out. Yeah. Check it out. Um, sorry, moving on. So look at it, this: learning to fly with flight simulators. Oh yeah, the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, oh, he man. he is also well. He's been working for his aviation's license for years. Oh yeah. So and that's a way to log hours. Right. Right. Anyway, okay. anyway, interesting fellow. Check him out. Good content. So sad that it could. It wasn't a channel that could adapt well into the pandemic mindset. Yeah, maybe, he can pick back up. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I, I don't know if he's had to move on and do other things, though. Because, yeah. anyway. Um, Still go back to things, potentially. Yeah, uh, he has a cool Eurovision uh, episode, too. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so. Now, where was my thing? Okay, so, uh, while, like, places like Mongolia with lots of nomadic people, uh, horses were a general way of life, so everyone had horses. But in other parts of the world, like Europe, and um, more class societies, um, nobles were the only ones who could afford mounts. They had to afford the care, the uptick. So during certain, like, wars, normally only someone of rich or high status had a mounted. Right. So, Mm -hmm. like, you could, and they might have been providing the money and such for, like, a cavalry, but it was mostly funded by the rich. Um... And it's also important to note, horses aren't really suited for war. You have to actually train them uh, to be, like, super aggressive and not actually run away. Because while, like, wild horses have a couple of big defenders who will, like, protect their herds, um, domesticated horses are trained to be good with people, friendly, docile, Good for running, good for traveling, but they don't want to like step on people. So you literally have to train war horses yeah. to be violent. Right, right, right. You have to train violence into animals in general. They yeah. don't inherently know how to. They don't know war. Yes. <laughs> so just like pit bulls, they don't just come out being fighters. It's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it is important to keep in mind any time uh, horses are used in battle, these are specially trained. You can't just grab uh, Daisy from the field. Yeah. And Daisy. Daisy. From Daisy. Field steps of Mongolia has come yeah. to war. Yeah. Um, yeah. She'll just stomp everybody now. No. Nope. Yeah. I imagine you have to desensitize them to the sounds, too. Yeah, you have to desensitize them. run away. Yeah. yeah. They don't know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, they are... Horses are sane creatures who would prefer to run away from conflict. And, and like, only fight when necessary. Mm-hmm. So, and not fight for, I don't know, uh, greed or property or such. Like, they'll, they'll fight over, like, food and territory, mm-hmm. but, like... I, they also move and are migratory animals. So, yeah. Uh, 
one of the last big conflicts they were used in uh, was World War One. That was mm-hmm. the first, like, uh, they still used horses in World War Two, but not on the sense of, like, a cavalry or as much, because we had a lot more, um, autom- like, automobiles and things able to withstand, because our earlier um, points of transit in World War One were, they would get, like, bogged down in, like, mud and uh, uneven terrain, while horses right. could, like, they used they horses they to that. drag vehicles sometimes and ambulances mm. through certain aspects it, during World War One versus yeah. just machinery getting better because, yay, industrialization. That's mm. what we're really good at, making tools as humans. Yeah. Um, another animal, like we mentioned, uh, pigeons, messengers from all time. Mm-hmm. Come check out our uh, special 4th of July episode with Cher Admi, the pigeon yep. war hero of uh, France. Yep. From Britain in the fields of France, save some Americans. Love it. Lots that of was a great. Lot. I actually, I think that was my. Favorite I, I, I like Cherry. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was very surprised when I found them. Like, oh, that seems interesting. Read more. Wow, this is a rough bird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so That's we are talking bird. about war elephants. War elephants. Also, I know that I, we haven't mentioned dogs yet, but I'm sure we're getting dogs. We're gonna get dogs are there. Yeah, dogs are there. Dogs are there. Hello. They're our best friends. Yeah. We're gonna take of them. dogs are gonna be there. We're gonna take them to Come war. <laughs> um, elephants are one of the most striking images of warfare. Like if you look at uh I'm sure you've Not seen like these. a war, war elephant. elephant. Like like terrifying. In yeah. three hundred they had like the Persians were riding yeah. giant armored elephants with like freaking I love three hundred, that was a good movie. Oh, three hundred. Totally based in fact, I know. Oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Totally not embellished in any way, shape, or form. You should totally watch that movie in theaters alone with your dad and totally... Oh, mm -hmm. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, with all the... The the multiple sex scenes? That's not uncomfortable We're like, We are like, hey, let's go see this cool, violent movie. I'm like, yeah, let's go see the war movie. Yeah. Yeah. And they're God. like, oh, oh right, with war comes there's two, violent sex. Two <laughs> very awkward sex scenes that you yeah. have to watch in your like some are more intimate, like between Leonidas and his wife. It's very they were intense. very explicit though. Very, very I was in explicit. high school oh. and me and my dad were sitting there and we like looked and then we looked away and then we're like and then like when the violence started happening, we're like, Oh thank God. Yeah. Yes. I, I saw that says I, a lot about our culture. Yeah, I watched a couple of epi- episodes with. Uh, yeah, I was sad. also I was also in high school. It was awkward. no, but literally our culture compared to I don't know, like France. We were just talking about it wouldn't yeah. be like that in France. No, no they're just watching a film. They're a lot yeah. more open watching about a film. sexuality. Yes. Yeah, I, I will say being an awkward high schooler, going like, oh, I just like. If this had been, like, a movie at home, we could just fast-forward that. Because it's also not plot-important. Exactly. Okay, they love each other. Okay, we're moving on. Yeah, Last yeah. night, Lee and I are going to die. Okay. I, I watched an episode of, of Love, Death, and Robots mm-hmm. with my uh, dad and my brother. Yeah. And I was like, oh, awkward, haha. <laughs> because, you know, there's a lot of... It's yeah. literally called Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah. And they both looked at me like, what, what are you, five? You know, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry, you're right. <laughs> you're correct. I'm sorry, I forgot I was 34 for a second there. <laughs> well, nothing beats... We have two registers. Oh, they, like they totally yeah. shamed... I love them to death. They shamed me. They were like, wow. If it makes you feel better, there was... Uh, this It hasn't happened recently, but when we first opened, the you know how the registers have uh, like three top and three bottom? Mm-hmm. 
I would at night sometimes not know who was assigned to what drawer. I'd be like, are you top or bottom? <laughs> and, yep, those reactions, they'd be like, Tee-hee-hee-hee. I'm like, how else I am. am I supposed to ask that? Stop being children. <laughs> I am I am clearly 12 years old in my brain, just constantly. Um, I'm a 12 year old Minecraft player. I don't know player. how to answer that. Uh, Which one are you assigned to? You know the question. I recently, there's this guy on YouTube that does gay science, and he was like, Will bottom survive the apocalypse? And I was like, This is my favorite. <laughs> We interrupt this program to bring you an important message from our sponsors. Well, not sponsors per se, but it is time to pay the vet bills. Pet Parents Pod now has a website, PetParentsPod.com, where you can go and learn about all the different ways to support the podcast. We also have a Patreon now. There's a link to that as well, as along with all of our socials, a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. It's going to be Patreon dot com slash pet parents pod anything and everything can help we would appreciate your support pet parents pod.com also lists that we are a bark box affiliate so any special offers that we have which will be effective during certain date ranges that are listed are going to be on that page there's a link to bark box under the ways to support page on the website we also want to remind everyone that regardless of whether other special officers are going on anytime you subscribe to bark box using the link barkbox.com slash pet parents pod can get free extra month of bark box for your subscription. If you enjoy our content, spread the word, tell your friends and family that are also animal lovers. Now back to your regularly scheduled episode. <laughs> okay, so moving on to wow, elephants. We are like super off topic. We are so focused. Um, so, elephants were used by Romans, the Asian subcontinent, the, Carithian, the Carthaginians. Mm-hmm. I said that perfectly. Yep. And in the plains of, in the plains, in the um, territories of North Africa. Yes. They are large, imposing, scary. Um, they can they can carry a lot. They're good for hauling. Um, Those are super emotional, though. I wonder how they train war elephants. So here's the thing. War elephant Elephants aren't actually suited for war very well. No, because they have, like, feelings. <laughs> and they're large, <laughs> and they can easily be spooked. So something mm-hmm. that people who were facing elephants learned kind of early on is they could scare them by making a lot of noises. So there were literal, like, times when they faced war elephants that basically soldiers got a bunch of pots and pans out and, like, banged them together. You could literally release a mouse and they will get scared. Mythbusters tested it. And what? they did successfully scare an elephant with a fake mouse. So, they just ran it through the... My God. So imagine like, oh, being... I thought that was fake. Yeah, you can Google it. They did that. Uh, elephants are very gentle, <laughs> thoughtful. I said that empath- made it sound like I was making it up. Yeah. Um, no, I, I just didn't think that that was a real thing. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Continue, <laughs> Elephants are overall very gentle. Like, they're protective of their, their herds, and they're young, and they're mm. also very social. Like, um... Multiple elephant moms and aunties will take care of their babies. Yeah. They're they're very good the, the, um, social herding animals. And the, you'll see the others come in, and they're like, "All right, time, oh. time to take care of this little nugget." Come on, nugget, get up, get up, nugget. We gotta go. Yeah, good job, nugget. So <laughs> all that in mind. So picture yourself. You're in, let's say, the Carthaginian army. You're like um, next to the war elephant. I'll be safe. And then some people across the battlefield bang pots, and then you watch the whites of the elephant's eyes panic, and they turn around and trample you. Yep. So that was actually yep. a problem in warfare, is being like like the elephants actually taking out members of their own army. Mm-hmm. Also, there are large targets. 
So they're easy to hit with arrows, gunshot, things like that. And also, think about yet again, as a a nice uh, Carthaginian soldier, just chilling out, and then suddenly you look over, oh, that elephant's falling. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, when they Mm -hmm. fall, if anyone's nearby, they're going to get hurt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, poor elephants. Yeah. Second yeah, of I think all, maybe you shouldn't have war elephants. Don't, yeah, they I that, think that's worse than horses. They in they terms did. Of strategically. That's one of the reasons they got phased out. Is they aren't they're really well suited. For war, yeah. yeah, but it's they they paper, look and imp- good. They yeah. look imposing. Yeah, they're it's a good like, scare factor. We learned this a long time ago. Like, didn't they put a a herd of elephants in the Roman Coliseum? And then, like, just start slaughtering them in various ways. I don't, I didn't and find then, that in my articles. Yeah. And then the elephants got so upset and so emotional, and they were begging for their lives very clearly that the crowd who was, like, there to see a spectacle was yeah. actually, like, let them free. Let okay. them free. Because the elephants were like, ah! <laughs> it, was, it was, like, the saddest story I've ever heard. That sounds very like, really sad. Yeah. Um, okay, well, and let's... The, and the emperor did grant freedom to okay. the elephants that remained. <laughs> so let's talk about another sad elephant story with the most famous one. Um, okay, so we have Hannibal crossing the Alps. Now, what this was... Um, Did I put down who he was invading? I did not. Hang on. So, there was this war, and Hannibal's like, I want to win the war, and I'm super clever, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to take these 38 elephants, and we're going to cross into this territory through the Alps during winter when no one will see it coming. Yeah. And everyone's like, literally, the people he was invading went, well, he hasn't shown up. They're not going to survive crossing through the Alps. Let's all go home. Yeah. How many of those 38 elephants do you think actually survived that heinous march? Uh, none. One. One? Oh, good for them. One Did of they them. Make it back? Um, I don't know about that. That was not covered. <laughs> but basically kind of the reason for his success is no one thought anyone would be mad enough and put basically their soldiers and um, army at risk. Because they shouldn't be. Yeah. But Hannibal, genius. Genius general. Definitely not a madman sending animals and people to a horrid death march through the winter in order to invade another country. Through the mountains. Yeah, through the Alps. Very cold. No waste of resources. What our value you need your sleep system to be to kind of survive that kind of nonsense is ridiculous. It costs so much money. Yeah, well, they so didn't. They didn't have our. It's not like we're leading up to a sponsor, and we don't have. One. And that's why this episode is sponsored by Backcountry.com. Backcountry.com. Buy your. Sleep is that a real place? Promo code. Yeah, it really. Is. Okay. It is. Oh. I was like, that kind of sounds like it could be a real brand. Pro- promo card PPP. <laughs> So, I wish. I will say... if you're listening, please sponsor us. We love you. So, I will say, like, all this is... I really like military history and warfare history. Mm -hmm. I find it fascinating. It's so fun and great. It's a lot of, like, I had other friends who were into this, and you kind of always have to put, like, in quotation marks, I don't approve... I don't um, actually like war. I don't like war. I, I like don't, war. I don't, I don't like, like violence war. toward other people. I don't yeah. like subjugation. Yeah. But it is fascinating part of history to read and learn from, and yeah. that's the thing I like, and I like seeing, like, 
kind of stories from it. Yeah. So, um, war bad. War bad. War bad. You know, you know what I think we should do? The one thing I would like to change about, about humanity? About war. Oh, about the okay. Way we conduct war, uh-huh. modern warfare. Okay. Don't worry, folks. That's the next episode. Is, yep, we're playing modern warfare. Um, <laughs> live streaming on Twitch. I can't play first person shooters, I get motion sick. Oh. From first-person games, not just shooters. Oh, that's fair. Okay. But continue. <clears throat> if you are going to declare war or a military practice or whatever, uh-huh. you know, whatever Putin wants to call it, then that leader should be out there fighting. I agree with that. Period. I, I agree. Putin. I will say... Get... get Get I guess I guess we can give Hannibal. He did march through the he Alps with everyone there. there. Yeah. yeah, he did. That's, he did try to kill himself with everyone else. Yeah, because with with the way modern warfare works, you just say, "All right, we're sending troops out there." But then it's like, it's like, it's like the trolley dilemma where you know all you have to do is flip a lever. But what if the lever is like three hundred miles away? Then you don't give a crap. You it's know? also not taking into the fact most people affected or drafted into the military are mm-hmm. people from lower incomes yeah, and minority backgrounds yeah. because they have the um, yeah. It's mostly poor people. Who yeah, care. because you have the opportunity of this has benefits. This can pay for my school. It's the mm-hmm. poor. It's the poor draft. Poor, poor and hopeless people like me. We yeah. can't actually join. And then there's also people who they like. Uh, it's another thing they do in the incarceral system where they're like, well. You could join the army, and I won't do this. And they're like, "Well, it's better than it's better than jail, so let me try it." Mm-hmm. And then we don't take care of the people after they return and yeah. find ways to. Get Even though everyone says that they support. agree that yeah, veterans should be taken care. Yeah. of. it's like yeah, okay. Yeah. Why isn't anyone actually? But then we say it, but then we're not actually doing because, it. Because well, yeah, the thing is, this has the ability to do that should be making those fucking changes. And I, I don't think most people in this, like, the, who actually dedicate their lives to actually trying to aid veterans are mm. trying to... The system is built to keep out anyone who could be cheating the system, but it makes getting any help from it, jumping through hoops and loops and impossibilities for people suffering through trauma, uh, illness, any sort of thing. And then they right. will count things against you, like, oh, well, you were dishonorably discharged because you had, like, a DUI in between these, like, tours of duty. It's like, oh, I wonder why they were drinking. Yeah. Curious. Yeah, I wonder why so many troops die of drunk driving while on base. Interesting. It's, it's like interesting. maybe they're trying to numb something there. Mm-hmm. Anyways. It's, it, you know, uh, I had a friend of mine who enlisted. Mm-hmm. And when he, t- this was his reason for enlisting. Yeah. You ready? Yep. I just really want to be able to afford a pair of shoes when I need new shoes. Oh my god. And okay. so he joined the military. Oh How is he now? Lost touch of, with him. Hope he's doing okay. Good luck, bud. Yep. Um. Okay. So, uh, we're gonna go to camels now. Uh, no wait. Uh, War camels. Well, yeah, we'll go to war camels. Camels are delicious. Uh, yeah, their their meat is like very like 
Have you eaten? When did you eat camel? Go to Helen and get any kind of jerky that you want. Uh, (laughs) Wow, we don't usually talk about how the animals taste. I will. Camel's very good. So I did have a chemistry teacher not cook camel, but um, in on holidays instead of doing like we're doing Christmas, he would do uh, cooking because the Mm. science of cooking, and he was a big barbecue. It is. It's basically chemistry. That's how I learned how to cook was when I realized that it was just chemistry. He would actually show (laughs) us good eats videos sometimes in chemistry. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, Mr. E, Mm -hmm. good good chemistry teacher. Oh, yeah. Mr. E, he, uh, for Thanksgiving, gave us a weird recipe for how to cook a camel. Sure. Yep. It, it was like I'm sure he bet he found it in the joy of cooking cookbook. Something like that. It <laughs> was it can feed a whole village. Oh, rock on. It had it also included lots of like chickens and goats. It, okay. Because you would stuff it in the camel, I guess. Sure. I just yep. remember like getting a, this printout really... and reading through it. He read through it and it was a really fun day of class. Yep. It's like a turducken with yeah. local animals. Yes, yeah. it was yes. But it's a beautiful, I guess, feast for animals. Camel recipe. No, no, we're not. Okay, so camels. Uh, We don't usually talk about eating the animals. Camels are helpful beasts of burden, which are very important to. Regularly talk about eating the animals or not. That's fair. This one one comes with like a mint and yogurt. Okay, so. Okay, I'm sorry. This is an animal podcast. Okay, I'm sorry. Camels are. Camels alive. Camels are helpful beasts of burden. They're very important to desert climates. They're really cute. Did you see their eyelashes? I want to put mascara on. Yeah, they do. Little Um, velvet noses. Very precious. So they're very popular in the Middle Eastern countries, desert territories, anything with arid climates and um, where you need longer lasting water ability. That's not how that works. Retention? Water retention, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Better water retention than a horse. Right. Because a horse gets thirsty and you gotta gotta pull it down. Pesky horses. This is what I was talking about. Uh, 853 BCE was the first documented use of the animal in wartime in the Battle of Quarquar. Uh, okay, I see. Yeah, I, I did look it up. It is kind of how it's spelled. Car car. Car car. That's car-car. what I think yeah, it is. Yeah, because if, it, if it's a Q by itself, it's usually a K, but if it's a QU, then you get the car. Yeah, so I think it's a car car. Yeah, I think that's what I looked up. Um, uh, they were the preferred uh, mount of many military powers. Uh, Romans, Napoleon's army used yeah. Napoleon. Basically, Frenchmen taking over the world. Yeah, basically any major power who invaded Africa or the Middle East, they used camels. They use camels. Yeah. You know what? It almost seems like it's a good strategy to do so. Yeah. They're also, <laughs> they work well with their humans. They do have a bit of a personality, but mm-hmm. they're, they're a good livestock animal. Also, it's they are still used today in remote areas of the desert by military and police to reach areas just because it's the e- easiest way to travel in the desert area. Yeah. Okay, so man's best friend. Of course, we brought dogs to war. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about camels some more. Oh no, I was moving on. That friend, was my notes. Friend. Um, I, I, camels, I'm sure they're very friendly. Yeah, uh, if you watch the Mummy movie, camels. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're delicious. 
Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. If if you watch the mummy movie, uh, Camel outran horses on the sand in the first scene. Hold on. Yeah. Which one? The first one. The black and white one. No, the because that's the only mummy movie I've seen. What? I actually never saw the <gasps> one with Dude Bro. What? what? Dude Bro. Wait, wait. wait you've Frazier, never you seen the Brendan mummy Frazier. movies never with Brendan Fraser. Okay, guys, we have to stop right now. <laughs> How did you? No, it's just I'm impressed with your ability to avoid it because I... they played on TV all the time. My mother, uh huh, loves. The Mummy. It is her favorite movie of all time. Uh-huh. So I spent my days with my beloved mother watching TCM. And she did it like we, Brendan Fraser? She we did used it. to watch Encino Man all the time. So she didn't want to see her favorite film starring America's heart drop from the early 2000s. not the movie. It's just that's not how the story goes. I just, we wanted to uh, keep it the way it is. I don't think Because that's like the that. way it is. It's a classic. Out of curiosity, was she someone who would only see the original Ocean's Eleven versus the new one? I don't think we, I actually only just saw Ocean's Eleven six months ago. I am. <laughs> yeah. I've seen. I'm trying to catch up with no, my it's okay. 1999, by the way. Mm. Oh, early 2000s. I said early 2000s. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Sorry, late 90s heartthrob. Right. Uh, you, I will say the majority of the Mummy movies did come out in the early 2000s versus mm-hmm. one movie that premiered at the very end. I think my statement stands. I also never saw Night at the Museum. I've never oh, seen those are cute. Uh, National Treasure until like three months ago. Interesting. Yep. I I'm just I'm it. just curious how you avoided some of these because some of these were literally like history teachers like National Treasure, let's show it in class. I didn't have friends and I wasn't good at school. <laughs> Got it. I watched all this at home on USA and other like oh yeah, no, I was watching Animal Planet and National Geographic. Uh, well, I didn't. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, dogs. So. We go to war, we're going to bring our dogs, because we can't leave the house without bringing our dogs, because we're freaking humans who like... to take your dogs everywhere. Who found a wolf puppy, and like, you will be with us forever. Yep. Um, We brought them for companionship, for protection. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been with us since the very beginning. They fight by our side, they've searched for injuries, explosives, and dead dogs. Run lines of communication channels for us in the early wars, like... They help us hunt for food in the wilderness. They alert us. And basically, they're, they're, they're a good comfort. Like, they're a good companion animals that voice... Voice? Voice. What? What do you mean? Boost? Boost? Boost morale. There you yes. go. I, I, I was also thinking maybe bolster? Our bolster activities? morale is good. Uh, yeah. yeah okay. I, I think I was combining both of those words. And then my brain's voice? like, this is wrong. Also, yet again, I'm working on like three hours of sleep after working a full day. Oh, I love being sleep deprived. It's great. It, just, it makes me feel like kind of stoned, but like without the nausea. Yeah. I love it. Um, we also have brought cats to war, um, mm-hmm. mainly for rodent control. Right. I was going to say, they seem less useful in those situations. I mean, we've ta- we have talked mm-hmm. about the war cat. Yeah. That's the Unsinkable Sam, Sam. That sunk all those chips, mm-hmm. chips and survived each one, yeah. Um, we he was have, very evil. Yes. Yeah, I didn't sink in demon in him. 
We've brought monkeys to war. I don't have any particular unsinkable Sam into this house, and your house will sink into a uh, hole. A sinkhole? <laughs> a sinkhole, which is very common. Are we on limestone? Vul- it's ancient volcanic no, territory. No, we moved away from the limestone. Okay, it's like I, I think we're on red clay. I don't think we're on yeah. limestone. This is this is granite and red clay, but it's it's uh, a dormant volcanic area. Really? Yeah. Okay, so we're I gonna go to seventh grade. Wow. Okay, good Georgia history. Yep. We did. Yeah, I we took, didn't grow up here. So see, I didn't even we're get relying on you for that. See, I took Louisiana history. You took Alabama history, and yep. you've taken Georgia. Yep. Moved here in '94, so I've got great all that down. We're good. Um, covered for the area, and covered only, for the only one of these is directly relevant to where we live. So, yep. Companion, so cats, companionship, and rodent hunting. Mm-hmm. Love it. You love can cats. find some cute That's pictures of cats curled food. up in tanks. Yeah. Yep. Love a tank cat. Uh, yeah. Cats are so cute. Where did the cat go to the bathroom in the tank? You don't want to know. They probably just went outside. Oh. They like you know the. If tank stops, people can't. Yeah. yeah. Or they peed on someone's like, I we really gotta stop. I'm sorry, we gotta get there in like three clicks. <sighs> yeah. Old pissy John always pissing in the tank. <laughs> what does the tank smell like cat piss? Oh, you know pissy John. <laughs> so what is the least animal you would expect to be utilized for warfare? Um hamsters. Mm. That would be weird, but no. Keith, do you have a guess? Because this one I found, I was like, oh. Rabbits. I mean, I'm sure we ate rabbits in warfare. No, used for warfare because they would uh, they would die of fright. They, like, so. walk out. Yeah, there's a loud sound. They go, oh, good dinner. Thank you, no, dinner. But, no, what you're talking about is using them. Not oh, food. Um, no. Um, bees. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, because really, the question you asked had an infinite number. Of yeah, I was just I had curious. Animals lined up. I was that just curious if, like, I was <laughs> scrolling through my article and they're like, bees or something. We brought. I was like, bees. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are a comedic race of people and yep. love slapstick. We're like, hmm. Why don't we shoot bees at people? <laughs> yeah, through multiple conflicts, we. We freaking threw bees at our enemies. Yeah, just, um, just get an apiary, grow it out. Nope, we don't. Your, nope, not even an apiary. Grab, you grab go, your, you go into you the woods. Find, you go find them. Um, Romans mm. used them against the Greeks. Um, Why not just wasps or hornets? I, okay, so here's the first one. Yeah. Romans used uh, them against the Greeks. Hepa- Hepatitis. Take, no, <laughs> well, that's what I want to say now. <laughs> Romans used it against the Greeks. Heptic, oh yeah, Heptacomedes. Okay, Heptacomedes. Uh, defending Tebizond. Sure. In modern day Turkey. Yep. You're welcome. So somewhere in modern day Turkey, Romans looked at the Greeks and are like, "Ha, I got them." They poisoned the honey. Ah. Of a beehive, and mm-hmm. when the Greeks were on combined, they're like, oh, honey in my path. Yum, yum, yum. Good treat. And yep. then 
they get to the battle and like, oh, my tummy tummy hurts. I can't battle. And the Romans are like, oh, too bad, swords. And then you die pooping. Yeah, you die the pooping. The worst way. I really so it wasn't, hope that if I die, it's not while pooping. Uh, so it wasn't a fatal poisoning, but it would get their fear. It really is. I'm sorry. Continue. That is a pretty rough way to go. I don't. I just. Do you want a toilet seat? A funny I don't toilet want to die, seat? like, malaria or shitting COVID or, like. Shitting COVID. Oh, Oh my god, my neighbor got shit in COVID and I didn't see her for like a month and she was like, I couldn't leave. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> my god. I felt so bad for her. So it wasn't like deadly poison, but it weakened them to make it easy for the army to overrun them. Mm-hmm. In World War One, British and German got caught by bees on the East African front. According to the British, they were trapped set by the German, but why this is a fun story, it was probably propaganda, and they just mm. happened to run into bees because they were unfamiliar with the territory, but oh, the evil Germans, like, oh, yeah, was, threw bees at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And more mo- I mean, the Germans had flamethrowers. They didn't yes. need to throw bees at you. Yes. This is, this this is, is before the Geneva Convention said no more flamethrowers. Like, we listened to that. Um, in the most modern use, the Viet Cong, they would set off fireworks near beehives to attack the American soldiers to defend their areas. Right, right, right. right. So, uh, remember... That's what we get for Agent Orange. Yeah, uh, no, I think that's fair. Uh, just remember, when going into warfare, bring your EpiPen. Bring it up? Look! (laughs) Oh! I have a story. Oh. And, okay, it's not a long one. Okay, go it's for it. It's just the fact that my there's documentation that my great, great, I think it's just two greats, mm-hmm. two or three greats ago, mm-hmm. uh, my great, great grandfather was in, oh gosh, you know what, I don't even remember which war it was, probably the Civil War, because we've been in America for a while. The Civil okay. War wasn't that long ago. No, I didn't. So mid- you like you said two greats, three greats, two or three. I don't know. So anyway, I was Civil related war- to someone back in the day who went to war. Right. Civil War st- Grandpa stung. It could have been one World War One. Get stung by a bee. Who cares? Stung by a bee. Uh huh. Found out at that moment that he was allergic. Oh. And was discharged. That sounds like a World War One versus Civil War. Yeah, because I think, I think he would have just yeah. died because yeah. we didn't have epipens. Yeah, yeah. It would have just been like, oh, he died. I think, I think, yeah, he survived the bee sting, obviously, but he, he was discharged because he was unfit to serve at that point. Because they're like, oh, you can't, you can't, can't, we can't stop every time you get stung, Jacob, or <laughs> whatever the heck. Is We're going was. through bee territory. We're in North Africa. There's mm. bees everywhere. There's probably like a Josh or a John. That's a big common name. Watch, watch out for the Germans. <laughs> they'll throw bees at you. Yeah, they'll throw bees at you. We're we're just gonna we're just gonna send you home. They're yeah. there. Good, nice try. And uh, one of the more recent animals we've tried to uh, get into combat is uh, dolphins. You know what? I just knew. I knew it. This this was a little blur. There's not much. Mainly, (laughs) we've been fucking with dolphins for so long. We just need to leave them alone. Okay, so at least the information I have. um, Mainly, Soviet and U.S. forces have trained dolphins to help dis detect and disarm underwater mines. Oh, okay. That's what okay. They, uh, yeah. they also I mean, still, have... They, you're basically... You're, it's going to turn into tuna. 
Yeah. It's going to give ripped to shreds if it messes up. Yeah, I mean, I guess these... Well, dolphins are very smart. Like, look, yeah, but they're still dolphins. Yeah. Um, they <laughs> they're not psychic. They don't, they're connected to the great consciousness. Like I'm some not actually think. sure how any of this works, because this is the only detail the article gave me, and right. I did not feel like looking into this, because I didn't want to go down a weird yeah, dolphin rabbit hole. Let's not do the dolphin rabbit hole. Um, they also were used with attached sonar devices to patrol around ships. I don't know how you train a dolphin to follow your ship. Throw food. But they'll, they'll follow the food. What happens if they see a bigger fish? I don't know. So, yeah. They sharks. are very intelligent, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that was the end of the article, and I'm like, ah, okay, all right. Dolphins used human sonar, sure. Yep, yep I love it. I, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, we did turn a cat into a CIA spying device. So, yes, I, mean, I guess we'll we do sh- anything. I guess we should have a dark episode where we deal with that one day. Oh my, I don't. I don't, I don't want to. Do to. That. No, I don't want to do that. It's we, all, we've referenced CIA it. Sucks. it. We've referenced it enough. People can do their own research on that. I don't want to talk about Leica. I don't nope. want to talk about the Russian two-headed dog experiments. I I'm not I don't want to as you that. list I'm, them all. I'm sad enough already just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, let's not. Maybe one day we'll do uh, animals who were sacrificed in the order to go to space. No, oh, I don't want God. To. Okay, so I, it's sadder than the Library of Alexandria, to be honest. That's fair. Yeah, she's yeah. still up there. I mean, animal. That's the thing. I think that's kind of one of my points of this episode is while there's a lot of interesting, very heroic. Um, good things animals bring to our lives. And I do not besmudge a person at war finding comfort in an animal they're serving with and mm-hmm. because... Besmirch. Besmirch? Mm-hmm. What did I say? I don't even remember. Besmirch. Three hours of sleep. <laughs> um, they... I don't know. It's just... Maybe, maybe war is bad. Maybe. maybe. Why are you getting softer? I Hold mean, on. Why are you getting softer? Maybe war is bad is my no, statement. No, no, no. War is bad. As a Buddhist. Uh, well, what I'm saying is something we've learned from this episode. Maybe war bad. Maybe we don't do war. No, no. Before you said hard, war is bad. Well, no. I, like, maybe war is bad. Well, that's why I'm, I'm making a point. Like, I'm, Unless you're fighting the Nazis. Yes. Of course, there are always... So, standing up... I mean... <laughs> there is always protecting people yeah. who are downtrodden and abused. That is always yeah. a worthy reason to stand up and protect people. But yeah. I mean, there there uh, are right. Like, if, if if that is actually the reason behind necessary wars, then right. unfortunately, yeah, that's that's actually. That and I, I I stand by that one pretty. Yes, firmly no, because, I'm fine with <laughs> my, my because my grandfather who taught me how to be a Buddhist, Mm -hmm. was in World War II. He was the captain of a bomber plane, Mm -hmm. and he he didn't know what a Nazi was at the time. And he read Mein Kampf, and he looked into it, and then he saw Mm -hmm. the evil that was going on. And he was like, and he's a very intellectual man. I respect him greatly. And he said, and and there's an interview of him on NPR, actually, and he was like, You know, even though war itself is evil, mm-hmm. some like some things are necessary yeah. to yeah. protect. You know, and any, I think we any, all understand. That. I yeah. think yeah. any movement to stop 
a genocide and protect anyone who is being harmed mm. by a oppressive power. Yeah. I I can get behind that. I'm I'm very um, most wars are not that exactly. Yeah. Those That's are the thing. Necessary wars, yes. And the fact that a lot of governments and societies try to frame war as quote unquote necessary. Yeah. Dehumanifiers. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that is where war bad. War, war bad. War, war bad. War bad. Yeah. Evil people worse sometimes. Yeah, bad people. You know, bad people. In I wish war? we cared more because we didn't do anything about Pol Pot. But you know what? <laughs> we have a lot of injustices. I'm not in charge in now. Um, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> okay, so uh, I can say things animals, all I want. <laughs> try okay, humans. If you're going to be stupid and decide to go to war, try not to drag as many animals as possible into it. Yeah. And that's kind of what we learned from consent. history. Yeah. It's even yeah. more unnecessary these days, too, with technology. Yeah. And yeah. maybe. You really just don't even need to know. I mean, even... Unless you're Ukraine, then yes, you do need to. Oh, my God. Okay. 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 <laughs> we'll get to Ukraine next episode, folks, because okay. this is a part one, and our part two is um, basically animals in conflict zones. Yay! Yay! Happy episode. More hamsters. I don't have anything about hamsters. I don't think they can do much. <laughs> okay. If you, if you try to live hamsters, if you're in the war zone. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, uh, he, he, where can people find us for more fun topics Sorry, and what? episodes? <laughs> no, no, I just want to bring attention to Kip just says, send plague gerbils. <laughs> We're not bringing the plague gerbils back. Bring the plague gerbils. So, release them into the German camps. Look, if they already... <laughs> what? what? Okay. I'm spitting really good ideas right now. Okay, um, I thought so... I thought we were talking about Ukraine, so I'm oh, confused about your Send them to the Russian camps. Okay, so he... Where did they come from, though? Why oh are my they... God. I think they're from... You're not creating... We're wrapping wrapping up. Actually. Wrapping up. Okay. Occur, right? Wrap yes. up. Okay. Anyway. 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 Don't use animals. Don't, don't create plague troubles. <laughs> anyway, hard stance from this podcast. Yes. Anyway, uh, so you can find us on petparentspod.com. Uh, tell your friends and family uh, about us. Uh, we never get off topic. Uh, no, we have happier focused. episodes. Yeah, we do have happier episodes. Try, we're try the professional. If you want a oh, happy, yes. cool wartime episode, try uh, mm-hmm. share a me. We're also morally correct in all of the things we say all the time. And don't make mistakes in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, uh, I had three hours of sleep, so I mean, I think me. we rarely do because uh, animals are better than people. People yep. suck, and uh, generally, that is the hard stance of this podcast. Yes, and as always, that we can say with confidence. We can say that with confidence. Generally, you can't be wrong if you're trying to take care of the animals. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord, Pet Parents Pod, and you can email us uh, petparentspod at gmail as always, we will continue to get better. And don't send the plague gerbils. Goodbye. Just goodbye, guys. <laughs> we did good. <laughs>